You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers with Saya, Anissa and Boromir. Hi everyone, I'm Saya. I'm Anissa. And I'm Boromir. Welcome back to a somewhat more regular episode of Dramas Over Flowers. Let, let's not promise that yet. Okay. We're doing our best, everyone. <laughs> We've, I guess firstly we should say that... We've had quite an exhausting few months and unfortunately Dramas Over Flowers became the casualty of all the things we couldn't do. But hopefully, yeah, we've got lots of ideas and and a, a little bit more energized. Are we a bit more energized? I, 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 yeah, I, I think we are a lot more energized. I don't think we, we realized how sapped of energy we were, like yeah. collectively. We've just had, yeah, it's just been, um, I think, us pushing ourselves through a lot of tiredness for a really long time and we needed to just like stop and take care of ourselves mm-hmm. yeah um and now we're back and we're excited to get back into this i think mm-hmm. I, I i want to uh put in here that the tiredness wasn't because of the podcast but because of like a million other things that were happening simultaneously mm-hmm. yes. in our lives and sometimes you just need a straw to break the camel's back yeah. and for us often this podcast that we love and miss terribly when we're not doing you know is that straw yeah (laughs) right yeah Yeah. like the other things that were making us tired were sapping the joy from us that we needed to bring to this podcast in order to make it the happy experience that it should be so are we back with joy (laughs) yes I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely feel joyful uh, sitting in for this recording after months, right? It's been months. It definitely feels like months. I think the last time that we sat down to record was actually an episode that hasn't made it. But let's say that the last time was the year-end yak. And after that, we just... a lot. Of, I was very sick for a few months. And yeah. um, mm. so... Let me earn my sympathy points here. <laughs> I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't being lazy. I was just very, very unwell. So, alhamdulillah, back now, and really excited to talk about dramas again because I've actually been watching a lot. Me How about too. you guys? I have not been watching very much, but I'm excited <laughs> to hear about what you've been watching. <laughs> I, I think taking a step back from creator mode um, helped me get back into proper drama watching again. Mostly by finally plowing through my really long list of great dramas from the last 10 years that I have somehow missed out on. <laughs> yeah, I've done a bunch of rewatching and I've been working on getting through my like sort of to watch list. Yeah. So, yeah. You still haven't watched Search WWW though. <laughs> there look I'm going through the murder dramas first I watched Kairos which was so so good like Wasn't it's not it Signal but it's the next step down from Signal I knew you would it's love Kairos. so good we need to do a whole episode on Shin Sung-ruk because he's amazing I actually have like a 2000 word essay written about him already which this is everything I write I've written it partially and it's unfinished and now it's just sitting on like in some trench uh, like on the roadside. Oh my gosh. Languishing. Please share this with us. <laughs> and also, anytime you guys are up for like a spoiled yak on Kairos, I'm there. I would love to. Yes, I would also love to when I rewatch it, which may be in about five years' time. <laughs> I, I mean, you can go read my. You can go read I my. I did. Like, I read them all the way through. I read them to, all the way. To refresh, refresh your memory <laughs> about what happened and then we can talk about it. That's a drama I would watch again. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it definitely has rewatch potential, even because like, 
things look different to you after you've seen how it ends kind of thing. Like, I think it would be interesting to go back and see it again. But before we dive into what we're what we've been watching, we've put ourselves on a timer. (laughs) We're putting ourselves on a timer. We hadn't started it because we can't. We are we inevitably run too long. So this is actually Saya's idea. You want to talk about it, Saya? Uh, Yeah, I mean, basically, we love to talk and keep talking. And that often makes us kind of drop everything else that we're meant to do in our day and sit here for eight hours recording, which is what happened in our year and yak. So we thought here's a way to introduce a little discipline to our work and also to make it a little bit more thrilling because, you know, I love thrillers. So (laughs) if we put ourselves on a clock, we have like a very specific amount of time to say whatever it is that we can get in. And once Time's up, time's up. If you haven't said what you wanted to say, too bad. You Save go home it for now. the next episode. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I had okay. forgotten we hadn't started the clock. Yeah, this is I'm, our problem. I'm just, I'm just, so we have the clock on screen share. It's just sitting there completely unused. <laughs> Which is All right. so typically us. <laughs> okay, we really need to start the clock now. Yes, okay. hit it. Okay, go. three, two, one. Is it, why is it, I don't think it's starting. Oh, it stopped. Oh, did I just stop it? <laughs> no, no, no. It's no, good. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Technical glitches are also inevitable. <laughs> and this okay. way we don't have to sort of poke at each other saying, wrap it up, wrap it up. And yeah. then, you know, the person who's speaking is like, but I want to finish my sentence. <laughs> if you don't finish your sentence this time, too bad. You had all of the minutes. This is going to be me. It's blatantly going to be me. It's going to be whoever ends up with the last one minute. last word. Yeah. So we can fight about who gets the last word as well. Let's see when we get there. Okay. So let's start with a bit of catching up. Sai, you want to go first? Mm -hmm. I kind of did go first. So I think you guys should uh, jump in with the drama that you're both watching that I'm not. And that everyone else in the universe is. Ah. Okay. Anisa. No? (laughs) I thought you were going to go first. Yeah, I mean, I... Okay, so um, we're watching... Orma and I are both watching and loving my Liberation Notes. You didn't actually tell me that you're loving it, but I'm assuming that you're loving it. No, no, I'm loving it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There's no other answer. (laughs) I am... So I know that, like, as of this recording, episode 16 just came out, but I didn't start watching it until like a week and a half two weeks ago and I really don't want to rush through it so I'm savoring it I've only watched five and a half episodes but it's so good do you do that thing where you start watching a show and when you love it so much you stop watching it yeah I do that exactly (laughs) I do that and I was I was telling my mom and my sister like I don't know why I have this weird compulsion that like if I really really love something and with this show like 10 minutes in I was like oh my god I'm completely sold. I love this drama. So I have to stop watching I, it. Well I watched three episodes and a little bit and then I just stopped. Yeah. So I was like it's too good. That's what I did with Again My Life. I got up to like episode 10. I was like, I love, like I've been loving it so much from episode one. And at 10, I was just like, no, I need to stop now. I, I just can't watch anymore because I love it too much. And yeah. yeah, my mom was like, is it because you don't want it to end? And I was like, I don't think that's what it is. I don't know. Like, maybe it's just so good that I do- I'm afraid of it not living up to my expectations for the rest of the drama. I I think there's another explanation, which 
is probably true of why I do it when I do it. And it's that at the peak of my enjoyment, I just want to hold on to that moment right. for a little while. Hi. I just, yeah, mm. I just wanted to like reverberate through my mind and my subconscious for a while while I go do other things. It just exists mm, yes. in that perfect moment for a little longer yeah. because we're all aware that as the story goes on, it can never just stay that perfect or, you know, maybe it'll but be... But it can, it can. Maybe it'll be perfect in other ways, can, but not in but that way. it usually doesn't. I, I mean, like, there's a, it's a rare drama that gets better as it goes along. They do exist. Mm -hmm. And I have high hopes for this one because Maya Jushi writer, obviously. But, like, I... I think there is that aspect of like, we've been through so many disappointing endings, but I also agree that like whatever part of the journey you're at, like it's giving you a specific kind of joy right at that spot in the journey. And you're just like, let me just hold this in my heart for a little while and like walk around with this feeling. So I think you hit it on the head, Parma. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly how I feel. It's why I usually end up stopping dramas either around episode eight or episode 11 or 12. <laughs> Um, I, I have to say though, Saya, I just finished again my. <laughs> don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. <laughs> but also tell me everything. <laughs> We're talking about that next. Okay, yeah. all right. So my my, my very brief thoughts about uh, my liberation. I think Anisa was traveling when I started watching uh, my liberation notes, and the by the end of the first episode, I knew this was going to be Anisa's thing. Like I really enjoyed it, but I knew that Anisa was most likely going to absolutely love it. Um, because there are so many elements that um, we we find in these rare dramas, like maybe, um, what, what was it called? Um, Father is Strange or My Unfamiliar Family. You don't find these dramas often, but they are usually written really well. And they have these strange family dynamics done beautifully that it, it, it felt like it feels like mm. you can see yourself a bit in this family and also it's too real all of that stuff um but here's the thing I I, I I you guys might disagree with me um but I do think the writing is a little too pleased with itself which is why for me it doesn't reach the level of uh, my unfamiliar family mm. or Father is Strange. Especially with Kim Ji Won's character. What was her name? Mi Jung. Mi Jung. Yeah. Um, as the drama goes on, uh, I'll Okay, wait. so I mean, I can't <laughs> I can't speak to that. Like, we definitely have to come back for a spoiled yak on this one since I've only watched five episodes, like five episodes and maybe like half. Um, I do feel that it has the same flavor as Maya Jushi, even though like it's, you know, same writer. My Jushi, my mister. Um, this is also the director of The Light in My Eyes and um, Listen to Love, also known as This Week My Wife Will Have an Affair. And also Law School, which I was like, what? Law oh, School? But then I weird. remembered that Law School, my favorite parts of Law School were the slice of life ensemble character parts. And the, and I mean, obviously the writer is the writer and the director is the director, but I found those to be very well directed. So like, it makes sense that these two that this writer and this director kind of like their style is matching up. Like I feel it is really matching up. It, it really is. Um, and especially with uh, screenwriter uh, Park Young, the director she was paired with uh, on Maya Jushi, he had very similar aesthetics to uh, Kim right. Sook-yeon. That's the me saying director. Right. And you, you yeah. can see that. Like it was very obvious in the posters, but also just these long shots of like when they are traveling, they're commuting 
for hours in a, it's 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 not just the clothing it's like the slight greeniness of um the fields that they are walking past and it's just these long roads these country roads you can see that they are, they have to go from the bus stop back to their home it just these it's hard to explain but the aesthetics are similar which is probably why i i kind of feel like if you could grab if we could get a hold of the actual script of the drama we would probably be able to see actual descriptions of these scenes there because yeah. it feels like she must be writing it with these these scenes I in mind i was having the same thought yeah because there's something about this writer that i really love is and this is not something that's solely the province of this writer, but I think she does it really well, is that like the dialogue is really good, but also like the way that the silence between the dialogue is allowed to breathe. Um, most dramas don't have, and most writers don't have the confidence to do that. And I love how she just does it. Like there's a lot of stretches of silence. And I think like one of the things about this show is that it uses silence like a weapon. Um, and it really puts you in that, uncomfortable space of like when the silence has gone on so long that like you're, you're feeling kind of antsy I mean I know not everyone feels antsy with silence but I know like a lot of people a lot of us are like well like nobody's saying <laughs> something this is very awkward <laughs> like for example the way the dad um uses silence he uses it like he uses it kind of um as a way to control the atmosphere in the house and in the family or like the way that Mr. Gu um Sansaku uses he kind of uses silence as like an insulation against the world or like as a as a protective barrier around himself. Yeah. I just really like not only is the dialogue really good, which like the dialogue is great. Um I don't know about the it being like pleased with itself, but like there was this one line, I think in episode three, where um Yiminki's character says, I really hate this season. Um, and they're like in the middle of summer. And he says, like, when the air that you breathe in is the same temperature as the air oh, that, that you was breathe beautiful. out. And I'm like, mm. yeah. And I'm like, OK, maybe people don't really talk like that in real life. But do I care? No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very writerly and in a way that I enjoy, not in a way that I find pretentious. I mean, I'm, I guess what you're saying is that it kind of becomes pretentious later on. I guess we'll I don't out. think it becomes pretentious. I think it falls in love with its concept a bit too much, especially with Mi Jung's character. But unless you've watched like 12 to 13 episodes of it, it's really hard to explain what I'm talking about. So mm. we'll, we'll discuss this in the okay, spoiler. Yeah. We'll come back to this. Yeah. yeah, I think for me, what I really love the most so far is Mi Jung's character. Initially, um, so did I. In G1. Yeah, because there's something about her. Because on one hand, like, you know, I can't help but compare this to my industry just because it is the same writer and it is kind of a similar going to work and you know sort of not really fitting in and not really being able to be your full self at work um and there's the whole thing of like you know this group of people in a neighborhood that are just interacting in their daily lives and they have all this history and you don't really find out the history right away but then it slowly reveals itself so like in that way it's very similar but I do find this like a little more predictable than my my mister because I mean, you know, in that first scene, I mean, it was pretty obvious to me in that first scene that like, um, what's the older sister's name? Ki Jung? Yeah. Yeah. That Ki Jung and Ikiwa's character were going to have some kind of 
romantic intent. Like it was so it was so obvious. Like she embarrassed herself that badly. And it said, had I to, will never be interested in someone like up. him. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that was very K drama, and I was like, okay, they're they're either gonna end up together or they're gonna have some kind of love line. Like it's obvious. So in some ways it is predictable, but in other ways, like just the beauty of every moment has completely captured me. So things like you know that whole sequence where they have, I think it's the birthday party that they have for Hyuna and and they are like Mijang has been feeling this sort of build up throughout her whole like last few days of how everyone else around her is so good at talking and she's never able to like express herself and oh I know what she you're can't saying. get the words out and then like at the end of the night she's like I think she says to her like something like I wish I could talk the way you and she was like but you don't say a lot but everything you say is so precious like because of that and I and that's what I love about you and so like Things like that, you know, just like little moments. I think this drama really does those little moments really well. Or there's that moment, there's that whole scene where like Eamon Ki's character, Changi, and his two childhood friends are like bickering and, and drinking outside the window because <laughs> they like push the little table under the window because the, the dad is in the front yard and they're like, they can't, they're like, we can't drink in the front yard. Like dad's there. Um, and the mom like opens the door and she gives them food. And but at the same time, like she overheard them complaining about how like there's no joy in life. She's like, you should have children. Then you'll know real joy. And, and then <laughs> even he's like, all oh, you like you just had joy for like two years. And now like the rest of your life is miserable because of us. Like, what are you talking about? And also like, are we supposed to just keep having kids until we're 80 in order to feel joy? And she's just like, <laughs> and it's just I mean, it's a very like it's a very real kind of bickering between parents and children. And then she like goes back to the kitchen um, and she like looks fondly at his picture. And even though she's of, kind of annoyed of, of with him. When she's he like, was a toddler, of course. Right, right. Of when he was like small, like five or six years old. And she's like, only your size has grown. You're still the same. She kind of just like smiles at him. And then he says something else. And she's like rolling her eyes. Like, yeah, it's just like so like that with the way that that captures those kind of relationships. Yeah. Um, it's just so good. I'm, I know I'm going on a lot, but like, that's just kind of what I love about the show right now. I understand everything Anissa just said. My one addition to uh, our conversation here is that I have always loved Eamon Ki, but as Chang-hee, as the guy who can't shut up about his deep observations about life, <laughs> like he goes on and on and on and on, I am utterly in love. I just... I, I love this guy so much. <laughs> I love how much he complains. He complains so much about this one colleague that he sits next to. It, it's endless. And then he's like going on and on. And then he's like, she just talks all the time. Like, I can't get away from it. I have to hear about her, what she ate for breakfast, like three different times because she tells her. And then he like has this moment of self-realization. He's like, oh, he's like, I talk a lot too, right? <laughs> <laughs> and his friend's like, just eat your lunch. <laughs> I, I I just, I, I get Eamon Key's I get Chang Hee's frustrations with life, how badly he wants his own car, like how devastated he is after his, you know, latest breakup and also how he sees his life, but also who he is inside. It's not all apparent in the first few episodes. They properly go deep into it. Mm. But it's the great thing about this, even when you have sympathy for this guy, he remains the super verbose chatterbox of a irritating brother figure that just he he's still that and eventually um a dynamic forms between him and Sonsoku's character who's this mysterious um border come em employee no neighbor come employee of the family um and it is it's 
it's awesome. It's so good. Anisa, I can't wait for you to start. It's, it's not it's not like super deep, but you'll get what I what I mean when you watch it. I am looking forward yes. to it. <laughs> well, okay, so let's A, I agree completely with you. Iminki is great in this role. And I'm glad that he's getting to do something a little different. Cause I feel like the last couple of things that he's done have been a bit samey. Um and, and right like, bad. He really he really got done dirty by the last drama he did. So but I I love how different he is in this and how like like you said there's certain annoying things about him but like I think that the thing that I like about this drama that kind of captured me right away whereas my Jishi was a masterpiece but it took me a long time to like actually like anyone except Isengen's character because they were just so annoying <laughs> like everyone <laughs> in that drama starts out so annoying except for Isengun and like in this one they're also flawed and kind of irritating but like from the beginning I was on board with whatever they were putting out, you know? Agreed. And so I think for me, like, I, got, I was engaged within the first 10 minutes. Even Kijang, like, I think out of the three siblings, I like her the least. But she's very entertaining. She's very entertaining and she becomes more endearing um, a little later in, in the drama because you see a little more from her perspective and about the way she sees life. And not because I think in the initial episodes, what kept happening was that you saw her from the sibling's perspective or from her parents' perspective, where she's blowing money on getting her hair done in the middle of the night and no. then it's done badly and then she spends... I mean, you do see a lot. Like, you do, like you you do see a lot of her... Like, I really enjoy her interactions with that, like, superior at work who... Um, dates everyone in the office but not her that that part i i agree which it was great but a little later she actually starts talking about how she approaches life and what she's thinking and more specifically the kind of guy she's looking for in the world and it's it's interesting it's not exactly what you would expect so mm -hmm. i think at that point okay. she genuinely starts becoming likable okay now we need to move to another drama or we're gonna have but, no time left <laughs> yes i'm sorry okay so just like two minutes because i have to talk about sonsoku because i'm the president of the <laughs> appreciation committee um i just want to say like a the man can act oh my god like he reminds me of Josungu in the sense that like he just moves like a small part of his face and you can feel so many things like he is so good at just having these micro expressions and you're like oh I know exactly what's going on and also there are a lot of things I don't know and I want to know and I'm interested to know and he's so interesting in this show um he also I also feel like I haven't seen a portrayal of alcoholism in a k-drama before um which is really interesting because so many of them have so much drinking I don't think that I've seen a K-drama that actually portrays alcoholism. And I don't know, like, where that's going and how well they're going to do. But, like, I, you know, I just want to kind of put that out there. That it's interesting that it's in here. And that I love him. That's it. Class. Oh, also, like, the chemistry between him and Kim Ji-won is, like, Fire. Uh, I cannot breathe. <laughs> Help me. I cannot survive this. So, uh, yeah. So I'm just excited to watch the rest of the show. That's it. I will stop talking now. <laughs> Okay, okay. Can we talk about my correcting for a second? Absolutely. Well, sure. I was just thinking about something that my sister said to me about like eye acting. And because I rewatched Doctors recently again. <laughs> I also rewatched it last year. Every time you rewatch Doctors, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I still need to watch this show. And then I forget about it again. <laughs> no, but every time Saya rewatches Doctor, she always comes back with like a you know, a new understanding of some part. <laughs> Of just yes. life. <laughs> <laughs> or like yes. my heart. Um, 
So the reason I sort of started watching it again this time is because my sister wanted to watch something very romantic and that she would really, really love. So I said, okay, why don't you try Doctors finally? Because I've been trying to get her to watch it for years. And she did. And she loved it so, so much. Um, And so just in recommending it to her, I kind of ended up checking it out again. And also it was the Eid present I gave everybody this year. (laughs) Because this is what I do now (laughs) to my, like, text friends. Like, Eid Mubarak, here's a present! (laughs) And because it's all on YouTube and it's free to watch, uh, at least in my part of the world, I can just send them this link and, you know, I got one of my friends last year uh, into... Uh, K-drama from like Pinocchio which she loved so much that she watched it like back to back at least twice wow I really like this budget friendly (laughs) present idea that you're sharing with us right now (laughs) it's a it's a good thing the only thing you have to make sure you do is just don't have expectations because most people are probably going to be like hey yeah whatever but like you only need that one person to pick it up and mm. they their life will change. And it genuinely does change their lives. Um, so yeah, Doctors was the present I gave to everybody this year. Um, <laughs> and Okay, what did I mention? Oh yeah, so my sister was saying Micro afterwards. Expression. Yeah, my sister was saying afterwards that um, like Kim Rewon has it. Oh, actually she was talking about how there's um, one uh, pair of episodes where, oh, what's his name? Um... Uh, good manager Nam Gung Min there's this one pair of episodes where Nam Gung Min is a guest star and um, when he and Kim Ryuan are on the screen together and they're interacting with each other she was saying they have a voice like a main lead voice and I was like Jung Gung voice <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah and so then I explained to her like your whole Jun Gung face thing and about how I understood it a little bit differently to how you understood it. Like you, you, when you say Jun Gung face and you say you mean something specific, but when I say it, I mean something else. Um, so I was explaining to her about that and she was like, yeah, they have the voice. And then she was also observing that like um, Kim Ryuan, his eye acting is like up there, but Park Shine doesn't have it. And I found that really interesting because I really like Pakshine, but she's right. Pakshine does not have like micro acting. Pakshine is a really good actor, but she's very sincere mm-hmm. and very like, I don't know, like it's straightforward. You're kind of whatever she's feeling, you're getting right, it. Right, exactly. It's not like, it's not as complex, you yeah. know, like she's really good at expressing whatever emotion she wants to express. But there's something that like genius actors do yeah i think Lee Sung kyung has it the micro yes thing. she does and so hyun jin and you know so where they can express multiple emotions at the exactly. same time and you know exactly what all of them are mm. and a lot of times it's like in silence you know yeah. this this makes a lot of sense you don't actually see a lot of really close-up shots of park Shinhe where it's Mm. focusing entirely on her eyes or on the upper section of her face. But you Mm. see those kind of shots with Shin Hae-sun and uh, Lee Sung-kyung. You see a lot of those shots where they're practically zooming into their face because at those moments, they are... They're giving you something else. Yeah. Yeah. They're giving you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just quickly... Go back to chewing on face because I want to. I want to hear what how you think of it differently because I didn't know that you thought about oh, it differently. <laughs> so just to clarify, yeah, just to clarify, like what I mean by that term, in case you miss our year and yak when we talked about it, is like I I came up with this term when I was watching Imitation because the male lead of that I I only knew him as a member of U Kiss from like you know 
five or ten years ago, however long. This is I don't Jun, know right? how long it's been. <laughs> yeah. Jun, yeah. Um, so Lee Jun Young, and I was like, oh, he has Jun Gong face. And, and like Jun Gong face, Jun Gong means uh, main character. And it's like, not only that he's a really good actor, but also like whenever he enters a room or like whenever he enters the screen, it doesn't matter what else is happening or if somebody else is talking or if the main focus of the scene is on somebody else. He's the one that you're most aware of because he just has that presence and that charisma. And like he's always the most interesting person in the room. So that's what I mean by it. But I'm curious to know like what you mean. By uh, it, maybe I've you misunderstood you before then because that is how I understand it. <laughs> what what did you like, Wait, where were you? What, when I was, what did you say that these are men? Now I need to know. Um, I literally explained this in the text that I sent, and also in the year end. I know, I know, I know. Um, why, why did I think something different? So the conclusion is Saya never listened. <laughs> oh, that's not true. The conclusion is Saya has no, a really trash memory. Um, okay, yeah, basically that. But yeah, okay, that is exactly it. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I'm glad. Oh no, no 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 no! Okay, also I was so curious. No, no. Uh-huh. But also one more thing, which is like not to do with like charisma or presence, but like the way that if you were only to visually look at them, like in a still, you would know who was the main character. And this is like this is sort of the thought I had when I was watching My Strange Hero, which was a few years ago. And I remember mm-hmm. there was like the school scene of like the kids all walking down the corridor, like in formation, using at the front, but. You could look at him and you could look at everyone else and instantly you can, like, there's a visual difference. Like, he's more sharp, he's more chiseled, he's got cheekbones, and the others were all sort of soft and round-faced. And you he just kind of like... Than well, yes, but also kind of, like, you knew who was carrying the room. So, it sure. yeah, it is the same thing as Anissa's saying, except I also had that as a kind of a... They didn't have to be in motion for you to see that. That's true. But you know what? Aside from simply how the main leads tend to look, and of course, they are often, they are um, give cast as main leads because they have a particular kind of look right. that's, that's yeah. very manufactured in, in that mm. way. But also, makeup and the way you light a scene, mm. it's all... The main lead always right. has a different kind of makeup than the rest of the yeah. class. It's supposed to make them stand out. Right. And the framing, same framing, the, the, the way you cast everybody else, the slight difference in the shade of uniform, if it's a school um, scene, these are all things that are supposed to subconsciously tell the audience who the main characters are, which is why you often know who relevant characters are in a scene, even before they're introduced to you as part of the main cast. You just know they jump out at you. They look different from 100%. the rest of the crowd. But but yes, and also there are certain actors that get cast in main character roles all the time, and I just never feel that energy from yeah. them because they just don't have it. <laughs> I was they don't say, have you it. can they have the have look, that. but not the presence. For example, sure, sure, sure. for example, um, business proposal. Oh, what was his name again? Um, that kid. You know, I know. I Ten. <laughs> What's his name again? Yeah, sorry, no, it's Anhyo An- Sub. Oh, yeah, right. Anhyo wow. Yeah, so Anhyo Sub does not have chewing gum presence. Right. And I love him, but he just doesn't. Oh, he doesn't. He's not like yeah. lead material. And Kim Sejong, on the other hand. Oh my god. Yes. In yeah. space. You know, if they had cast anybody else aside from Kim Sejong, Opposite Anhyo Sop. Anhyo Sop could have like done like, I don't know, uh, jumped around in a bunny suit. It would have made no difference. <laughs> it this drama would, I mean, sure. But, you know, like this drama wouldn't have been what it was when it was airing without Kim Sejong. Absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I don't think it would have been. I think it would have been a very forgettable kind of throwaway yeah. show if it wasn't for her being cast as the main lead. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame because it. I had very high hopes for it. It was very funny, but he didn't have the requisite charisma to carry that role to its maximum. Y- yeah. M- and also. Memorability. I don't I, speak English think, anymore. Sorry. Yeah. No, I think you're right. But also like we talked about this in our live recaps, but like the, the writing really let the characters down yeah. Yeah. in the end. Agreed. Yeah, um, in a way that like if it hadn't, even if he hadn't been super memorable, it still would have been a really cute, very satisfying show. But they didn't uphold what they kind of promised us in the beginning. My yeah. sister literally just texted me now to say that she hates that in dramas when a couple gets together and they stop being who they used to be before they got mm-hmm. together. And she said like business proposal yes. did exactly that. 100%. So much. Very, very well said, Saya's <laughs> sister. Okay, y'all have to talk about Again My Life. We don't have that much time left. Oh, okay. <laughs> Again My Life. Like, um, what's his name? Lee Jun-gi. It's just, uh, every time he does a good drama, I'm like, I forgive you for criminal minds. <laughs> but but also, you, need to for, you need to forgive him already. It's been so long. Uh, no, no, like I keep remembering, like every time I watch him in a good drama now, I'm like, okay, I forgive you for criminal minds. Um, but it's like, but you already forgave him, which is very unfair because apparently I still hold it against him. Um, That's what I'm saying. You should have <laughs> forgiven him after one show. Why is it like so many shows and you're still having to forgive him every time? So what what is this drama about? Please tell me. Oh, do you want to do it? Yeah. Go on. Okay. <laughs> so this all happens in the first episode, so don't accuse me of spoiling anything. And it's the <laughs> basic premise. So a very tiny bit of magic realism is involved for the setup to actually happen, but this is not a magic show. Okay, so what happens? Agent K is a prosecutor, like a super dedicated, hot-tempered, ready-to-take-down-establishment prosecutor. He goes up against this really influential political figure played by E. Can we not name the rapist, please? Wait, he's a rapist? He was uh, arrested in 2001 for having sex with a minor. Ah, I did not. I know did not that. know that either. That why is he allowed to act again? Nobody he's knows. he's getting cast in another drama that he has already been cast. That's coming out. Well, next. at least he's oh. playing villains in all of them. So that's true. It's he, just he gross. seems to have just nailed that role. I mean, he always plays a villain, but mm. I mean, it's work so much more believable can, now. Yeah. Uh, but like you're still getting paid to work and mm. show up on the screen. So. Yeah, I mean, he's oh. getting main role billing, right? He's he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's not suffered from doing disgusting, vile criminal Okay, let's things. keep this in because, oh, okay. hey, more awareness, <laughs> the better. So without like glorifying vile criminal, let's get to the synopsis. So okay. Ejen Key's prosecutor goes up against this big politician dude who's like this manipulative, basically he's super powerful, um, whose uh, character name is uh, Jyotisap. And uh, basically Ejen Key dies because his henchman kills him but the moment when he's dying like the world kind of pauses and he gets saved and this woman says what if you get a second chance in life would you dedicate that to bring this guy down and uh Ki agrees and he gets transported back to his 18 year old body so this guy who's in his mid-30s oh my god 15 I'm years ready to watch it. he goes back 15 <laughs> years yeah, yeah. He, he wakes up at his 18 year old body and mind you in his original life, he was uh, a victim of school bullying and he lost his parents really young. Around that age, when, when he goes back to his body, he lost his parents in an accident and he really struggled academically to get into college. And then 
become a prosecutor. So his life was, that initial period of his life was a constant struggle. And he was really dedicated to being a prosecutor, but he was also weak in that he didn't have allies. He was scrappy he didn't have, underdog. Yeah. He was a scrappy underdog. He was arrogant about his own abilities, but he didn't really have, <laughs> he didn't really have mm. that kind of strength. So what he does is when he wakes up and his... This is all Jose, basically. He's not. He He's rootless, so he doesn't have connections. Correct. So uh, while yeah. he has his principles and he obviously stands by them to the death, he didn't have backing. Correct. And he also made it very obvious to his superiors that he was this unbending righteous prosecutor, which kind of isolated him. Because mm. obviously uh, his superiors didn't really like that he didn't bend. bend. They told him to bend. And they, that right. he wouldn't hesitate to come after them. Exactly. Either. So that made his position really weak when he needed to go after someone big. So what he does when, and this is why I love this drama so much, he takes his second chance and really thinks through his weaknesses. Like, why did he fail the first time? And just imagine being 18 and having an absolute goal to dedicate your life to. Not some vague goal like, I want career and children and love. Right. But also... Also, he's got his memories exactly. and his experiences of that life that he's lived. So he's already ahead of the game. And he apparently has like the most, like he probably has identical memory. <laughs> he remembers every detail of his past life. Every case he came across, every news clip he saw. It's, it's glorious. Um, but no, no, they did it in a really, I don't think. I don't think his no, memory was No, no, he, he doesn't. Like he doesn't have eidetic memory, but he is he really He paid smart. attention to the world. Yeah, exactly. And he remembered things in his past. He remembered specific cases that he had worked because he had worked on them. Mm. And like one of them, one of them that he came across actually was his very first case. And like he goes around. Actually, I don't want to. Yeah, get let's, more let's not. Let's not so spoil the entire. So, so good. Yeah. No, as someone who hasn't started watching it yet, but like this is such a compelling setup because usually when people get sent back in time to correct something, it'll be like their own flaws. Two weeks or or, yeah. or no. And also like that. It's not that. Far oh, yeah. Yeah. Back, like it's, right? it's a it's a temporary. Usually, this is a long game. 15 years. Right. And, yeah. and even if they do go far back in, in the past, like in go back couple, it's like a short term thing. And then they have to come back to be returned yeah. to their yeah, and kind of see how things have changed. But here he's already dead. Mm. So there's no way for him to change his present. He's just, like you said, going back to just he's, devote his right. life to bringing this one person down, which is but it's It's smart, also like a reset. Like he's getting a second chance at doing that, like living life again right? from that point. Right. But with all of his future memories and skills intact as well, which is, it's just so, so it's good. So it's part of the deal that if he brings this guy down he can still live no, or there is still no have deal. to be dead after there's no deal he, just, yeah. he he the this woman just asks him who's she's like a grim reaper, grim reaper right she, yeah she identifies yeah. as a grim reaper and she she basically just says will you dedicate your life to this and Ejun Ki's character is just so freaking mad at being killed off at this point he's like I will right. do that but you know his oh, okay. after his rebirth quote-unquote it's not like he's fooled by rage. That's not it. It's just that he knows that he's in a game that has an ultimate boss that he has to meet at some point. He just wants mm -hmm. to be prepared for that challenge. So he plays out his life again, but always making a slightly different decision than he did before. And those decisions start getting him, you know, in a better position academically, better position in a lot of different ways, mm. gaining him allies and friends for life, things that he couldn't do because he was so bitter and 
driven, you know, by sad circumstances before, mm. he gets a chance to like properly do the slime. And it's mm. really satisfying to watch. Honestly, it just, I would totally waste that second life. I would do exactly what I did in my <laughs> first life. <laughs> but I mean, uh, so it's good. nice to see I mean, see I guess. Him. Yeah, I guess that's why, like, it starts with him dying, right? Because then it really, like, raises the stakes for him as a character that, like, it, like he's going to really take it seriously. It's not just being like, hey, go back in time for a couple years and then you can come back, you yeah. know? Like, this is what I realized. You're having a lot of time travel dramas. This is what I realized after I started watching this, that this show is, like, the perfect genre brew for me. Like, it's time travel. It's a thriller. It's a mystery. It's Ijungi. It's it's everything is ex all of the things that I am so here for. And so, like... It's also kind of YA because he's going back right. to high school. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and dude, only Ijungi. But all K-dramas like YA. <laughs> That's true. It, no, but seriously, what is it with this man's face? I, I, look, I, I mean, how old is he? Is he 40? He probably is he close is to 40, ageless. right? He's 42. Yeah, 40, he's yeah, like he's the 40. male version of Jang Nara. Like, they just don't, they just don't He gets age. younger with age. He, he, yeah. He's totally right. gotten younger in the last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do worry a little bit about him because I know that in the last few years, he's been like doing a lot of extra dieting. You can yeah. see that he's you, lost You can see the, that, especially in Lawless Lawyer. Yeah. The, in this one, yeah. he does look a little like, I don't know, better fed. I want him and to be a bit bad. fatter. <laughs> it, yeah. Because I mean, he's incredibly like like fit. Like he's very lean. He's very, His he's all of those action things. action sequences. His, do, it was, oh, did he so become a amazing, monkey? Amazing. No, I mean, he's always been amazing. Like directors love him because he's so physical. I mean, right. watching this and drama. he does his own stunts. He right. always tends to do I don't know why stunts. I do this, but every time I watch Ijungi doing something like very just physically skilled I just think oh Jichung what could have been uh, <laughs> I don't know it's just uh, like that's the tra career trajectory I want for uh, Jichung you have forgiven Jichung every bad drama but poor Jichung can't get over the one bad choice criminal minds <laughs> right. no I will forgive Jichung when he does a good drama again and his next one is a thriller right I'm gonna give that one a chance because the boy yeah. can act. He can act so good. But he just doesn't seem to do good dramas. And that's so frustrating because I have seen Hila. I know how good you are. I've seen Warrior you Victim Sue. The first time I saw him was in, I think it was the Sons of Soul Pharmacy uh, House, maybe. It was a family drama. Mm -hmm. And he plays like the youngest brother. And, you know, I don't know. He had like three or four older siblings. And he barely had a role. He just, his storyline was his best friend from high school had a baby that she couldn't take care of. And so she like left the baby with him. So he's like this 18 year old student who's suddenly taking care of a baby. And his parents are like, why are you taking care of this baby? It's not even your baby. And I, and he, and he had like a buzzed haircut. Like he was so not important to the story. He was like a very minor character. But I was like, oh, this kid's going to be a star. Because uh, he has it. He has mm, the twinkle. He has. Yeah. You know, you know I, I have started to suspect that Ji Chang-wook, especially after I watched uh, The Sound of Magic, I've started to realize that Ji Chang-wook usually nowadays chooses roles where his character is very romanticized. Like the kind of dialogues he speaks, the way he's positioned. Mm. And so if you watch The Sound of Magic, you kind of realize like he seems to believe his own myth. Like the way he performs, uh, okay. he sees himself as this old-fashioned romanticized. He is a theater actor. I think he would, he would really like he shine on theater. He is a theater actor. 
like he does musicals and he prefers he has preferred them um on many occasions to doing dramas so that might be it mm. but I, I think you're onto something too about like him not really being willing to be messy and not look good on screen yeah i, f- I feel like that really is because he was traumatized by k2 I mean, for how long? So I, I don't it think was, have you Have you watched K2, though? Have you seen what they made him do in that? I have, I have watched a couple of episodes. I really couldn't stand I mean, just that towel that. fight thing. Oh, I know. That was I like, know. But why I would loved, you do that? I loved to how an Spies Who Loved Me had had a scene that, that basically recreated. Oh, did that they? Was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch The Spies Who Loved Me. So, yeah, it's so I, that's fun. on my list. Um, before we run out of time, I just want to say one thing about like Ijungi and Ji Chengok, which is that this wasn't his debut role, but in 2009, Ijungi had a drama called Hero, where he played a kind of, is it like a neighborhood lawyer or something? And Ji Chengok has a very small appearance as like a group magne in that. Aww. So, if you want to see Ji Chengok with no screen presence, absolutely green, <laughs> a complete nobody. Hero is a really good drama. I mean, it's it's very low key, uh, sort of slice of lifey, nice drama, and it's not about Ji Cheng at all. But you can see him in there. <laughs> okay, that's a very funny, <laughs> funny appearance. What? Which year was this from? Two thousand and nine. Oh wow, that'd be baby. <laughs> very baby, and this is like Lee Jung Gi already, sort of in his. I mean, he's, he's been at his peak for like the last ten years. Uh, my girl was yeah, two thousand and seven. Yeah. Right? My girl. Yeah. My girl is the first time I ever saw Lee Jung-gi, and I will never forget his like swishing beautiful hair blowing in the wind as he drove along the road in Jeju Island. Beautiful or so awful? Good. I loved it. Oh, I thought it was the worst. I, I thought it was it. a wig. <laughs> I, was, I liked My it. girl was 2005. Ah, uh, wow. I mean, it was it was 2009, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Things were different back then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, we still loved Ijunki's swishy hair in uh, Scarlet Heart. So, you know, some things don't change by decades. Yeah, I mean, his hair always looks good and his shirts always look <laughs> oh, good. Oh, yeah. we've run out of time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's it. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, so that's it for this episode. Okay, good job, guys. <laughs> oh, I love this. Timing is a really good idea. <laughs> this was good. I am really happy about this. Okay, where can people find us, y'all? They can find us on Twitter at Dramas Overflow. And you can find me, Saya, at NotNowSaya. You can find me on Twitter at Anisa Khalifa underscore. And you can find me, Parma, at FestaFasta. You can find us on Instagram at dramasoverflowers underscore. And you can email us um, at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook. Just search Dramas Over Flowers. And our website is dramasoverflowers.net. You can also find uh, a link to our newsletter in the description if you want to sign up for, you know, announcements and all the stuff. Dramas Over Flowers is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcast. Good. And that's it, y'all. <laughs> that's it. That's Bye, it. everyone. Bye. Bye.